Welcome to the Entrepreneur's Cafe, where master business coach Erica Ross Krieger and her special guests teach you how to create true entrepreneurial wealth from the inside out. Grab your favorite podcast beverage and get ready for the Entrepreneur's Cafe. Now here's your host, Erica Ross Krieger. Welcome to the cafe, wealthies. Well, grab a cup of something yummy, sit back and prepare to be inspired. I am so excited about what we're going to talk about today and about my guest. Let me start off by saying this. One of the tough things we have to do as entrepreneurs is to make that decision about when is it time to hire. And by hire, I mean anything from bringing in your first virtual assistant to bringing in the next member on a bigger team. And not only considering the question of, is it time, but how do we do that? And how do we make sure that the person's going to fit? And how do we make the whole thing be a successful process? Well, our guest today is going to help us unpack all of that. And I'm really excited to share her with you. She's one of my best kept secrets. And let's pull her out and not have her be so secret anymore. Jenny Bellinger is a certified professional coach and the host of the Badass Direct Sales Mastery Podcast, which is rocking it, by the way. She works with badass direct sales moms who are ready to double their monthly income. An entrepreneur since 2010, Jenny understands the desire to contribute to your family's future and be present with them in the here and now, and how difficult balancing those two priorities can be. So Jenny's learned the hard way while building two separate businesses, raising two kids and navigating a divorce to fulfill that need to contribute and be there for her children. She also knows how to rock it. Jenny's also known as the direct sales dom. Luckily, as a certified professional coach, her methods are very effective, not painful. And as you'll see today, she's going to bring some great wisdom into the Entrepreneur's Cafe. Welcome, Jenny Bellinger. Glad to have you here. Thank you, Erica. I so appreciate you having me here. I'm so excited. Yay! One of the things that I love to bring forward in the community when we bring on guests is to ask them a little bit about how they got where they are, how they navigated the whole world of becoming an entrepreneur and what they're doing now. So tell us a little bit about your history as an entrepreneur and what you're really shaped up now. Absolutely. Well, my story begins very similarly to a lot of people who are in the world of direct sales, the industry of direct sales, in that I started as a middle school science teacher. I had taken some time off to have my first baby thinking, oh, I can go back into education anytime. It's education, right? And Then I found out not so much (laughs) Uh, because when I tried to go back into the teaching world, it was the it was the middle of the the last recession. So 2008 to 2012. So this was literally right in the middle in 2010 and schools just couldn't afford a teacher with experience. So. I took that as a sign from the universe that I wasn't meant to go back into teaching at that moment in time. So I said, okay, if not this, what? And two days later in the mail arrived 
an invitation to a direct sales event. And I went to that event thinking that I was going to be helping my sister-in-law get her business started. I was going to buy something to help her get going. And I walked out of that event with a business because I absolutely fell in love with the product. I fell in love with the company. I realized what an opportunity this was. And frankly, schools weren't hiring at that time not people like me anyway so i thought well okay universe i asked you if not teaching then what and you answered so so i jumped in full force wholeheartedly because i i don't half-ass anything Um, that's why you're here babe (laughs) exactly i i i full ass or nothing at all um so So I I jumped in and really decided that I was going to give this my all. I wasn't going to quote unquote try it out, especially since I had been brought up, you know, in the era of Master Yoda and hearing my father quote Master Yoda to me my entire life. Do or do not, there is no try. So I took that statement to heart and so I rocked that business, you know, not to say that I didn't have stumblings, not to say that I did it perfectly, because by golly, I'm just as human as anybody else who's listening to this right now. I had my issues, but all in all, I did really well and was very successful with my direct sales business and and built a great organization, hit number one in my company for growth, number three in my company for group sales cars trips basically all the things that you know if people are looking at is this person successful in direct sales i tick all of the boxes and absolutely just thought okay it's this is it this is you know i'm doing pretty well at this and it started getting out and other leaders in my company started asking me how i was helping my team be so successful and so i helped them get their team successful and then it got out to other leaders and other companies and it just snowballed into this coaching business. And in 2017, I went out and launched my coaching business, walked away from my direct sales business because I know myself well enough that I cannot ride two ponies at one time. So yeah. I really wanted to focus on coaching. I felt this was my calling, my place to be. And I'm still here, you know, we're recording this in 2022. So five, five and a quarter years after I started my business and it's going very well. And the podcast started in 2019 and it's just really taken off. Um, yeah. It's yeah. Been phenomenal. Amazing. Amazing to watch the, the growth, both of your coaching business and of your podcast. It's just Thank so you. exciting. So that brings us really around to this whole, you know, about helping people grow their teams. And, you know, Mm -hmm. when they ask the question of like, what are some secrets to bringing on good team members and all that? I'd love to talk about that today, if you don't mind. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's it's something that <laughs> I struggled through myself. You know, my my first year or so in business, I brought people into the business, but I had this revolving door that, you know, I bring people in and just as soon as I bring in the next person, the, the last person was leaving the business. And so, you know, trying to find the right people to stick with it and really actually work the business, which I know is like a huge thing in this economy right now. You know, imagine 
you know, people are having this trouble with people that they are in charge of, that they are truly managers and bosses of. When you're in the direct sales world, you are managing a volunteer army. They don't have to listen to you and they still get to keep their business. Wow. So, and, you know, for those of you listening in in the cafe, I just want to point something out here. I know some of you are in the direct sales and network marketing arena, whether full-time or as a side gig, others of you aren't. Well, what Jenny's going to talk about today absolutely applies to both. Isn't that right? Oh, yeah, because if you can find the right people to bring into a network marketing business, you can find the right people to bring into your more, and I'm putting air quotes around it, traditional business. Mm -hmm. um, because here's the thing, business is business is business. I mean, I don't care how it is that you get compensated, paid, whatever you want to call it. It's all still business. You got to find customers, retain those customers get new customers, retain those customers, and in many cases, build a team of some sort, whether they actually work for you as a W-2, or if they work for you as a subcontractor, as a 1099, or in the case of network marketing, they don't work for you, they work for themselves, and you just happen to be the person who sponsored them into the industry. But all of those team dynamics are still very much the same, and if you can, take the concepts of leading a volunteer army and apply it to your business. If you are a more traditional business owner where you have W-2 employees, if you can lead a team of volunteers, you can certainly lead a team of people that actually will lose their job if they don't do what you ask them to. Wow. <laughs> All right. So let's start talking about some of those secrets that you would bring forward. Sure. Well, I think it's really important to know exactly what it is you're looking for in a team member. I mean, be specific. Um, and this is true about all things in life, right? You know, when you're when you're a big believer in the law of attraction or the universe supporting you or God or source or whatever you want to call that, right? The more specific you are, the easier it is to find that person when they come across your path, right? So you want to know what type of personality traits are going to be more successful on your team. What kind of what kind of characteristics do you need them to have? Because here's the thing: if you focus on skills, skills can be taught. Characteristics, uh-uh. In can't, the old you, days, when uh, I worked for executive recruiting firm, we used to talk about can do, will do, and fit. You know, can do was well, they've got the skills will do was are they motivation and fit was there a fit so you're sort of talking more about the that part right yeah yeah you want to make sure that this person is is a good fit characteristic wise value wise are their values aligned with your company values right some people may look at my podcast and go whoo that's a little edgy i don't know if our values align so they may need to have a conversation with me to find out whether or not that's true or not and that's okay right but knowing exactly what kind of values you want your team to have is really important because again you can't teach values you can teach skill you can teach them how to be a better accountant you can teach them how to you know stock shelves you can teach them whatever it is that needs to be taught you can teach them to post on social media for you right you can teach them marketing skills 
but you can't teach values. You can't teach characteristics. Those are things that are innate to people and are really hard ingrained from their decades of life experience that either those characteristics and values have served them and strengthened them or haven't, but they haven't been motivated to change them. You know? How do you find that out? Like, how would you suggest if somebody's listening and they say, okay, I want to find somebody with kind of the values that fit with mine? How do you assess that? There's a few different things, a few different ways you can do that. You know, one of the one of the things that I actually, I mean, there are there are assessments out there. You know, get with a a coach or consultant or hiring firm that has assessments that can take a look and have them assess your people, find out what they are. One of the things I do with my own clients when I onboard one of my coaching clients is I give them a, what I call the deeper than disc assessment because it includes their disc personality. So now I know who they are by behavior. It includes a values assessment. So I know what their values are because if I don't understand what their values are, I don't know what motivates them. I don't know what matters to them in the coaching process. So now I don't have to like flounder around trying to find, figure out the right way to coach them, if I can coach to what matters to them, the coaching process goes so much easier. And the same is going to be true for when you have a team member who is working for you and you know what their values are, you can motivate them via their values. So those can be assessed through some really simple assessments. Cool. All right. So one thing we want to be is really specific. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Got to be specific. I mean, Seriously, it just you spend that much time, hopefully, thinking about your ideal customer avatar. Why wouldn't you do the same for the people that you want to hire? What's your ideal team avatar? Like, Love who are the kind of people that you that you would want to work with? Because guess what? You get to pick them. <laughs> so put it out there what you're looking for, you know, don't just be specific for yourself, but be specific and say, hey, the people we're looking for have these kinds of values, have these kinds of characteristics. We will work on teaching them, you know, the skills they need to do the job if necessary, but it would also be beneficial if they had X, Y, and Z skills. But unfortunately, I think a lot of business owners and a lot of HR departments focus on the skill part. They go, well, we need them to have X number of years experience. And I, we want them to have this kind of, you know, college degree and blah, blah, like all the things that can be taught. And then they go through person after person after person because they didn't hire for the right fit. Go for the right fit of the human being and teach them the skills later if you need to. That's so great. All right. What else is going to help us decide whether or not it's a good team member? Well, you know, obviously, you know, do your research, talk to other people, pay attention to what this person does. One of my own coaches quotes a gal named uh, Hazel Walker, and she says, people are rarely what they say, and they are almost always what they do. Mm. So if you can talk to previous employers or their references, whoever they're providing, and ask about the kind of activities that this person does, ask about, you know, situations that would, that are, that were actions with the action-based things that you can ask about to say, hey, in this kind of a situation, how did they behave in the past? Like, you know, 
so they can show you through, you know, what they saw happen, because again, it's not based on, it's not based on, you know, the verbalizations of the person that you are thinking about hiring, but you're talking to other people who are sharing with you the behaviors that they saw this person engage in to, that show their core values, that show who they really are. Because when people show you who they are, believe them because they're not lying. That's really, they don't always tell you who they are, but when they show you who they are, they're not lying. The, that's really hard to hide. That's phenomenal advice. So I'm going to, I'm, I'm an entrepreneur, let's say I'm going to bring somebody onto my team, whether I'm in, in the direct sales or network marketing. So what are some other keys for your successful next hire? Um, knowing what their goals are. What do they want out of working with you and or for you? What do they want out of being in this business or industry? What what drives them? What what do they love about the business that you're in, you know? And if they aren't currently in the business, what do they think that they'll like about it, right? Because if you can get to know who they are in terms of what their goals are, again, that helps with motivation because some of your some of the people that you hire might be motivated by money. Although frankly, really and honestly, most people aren't primarily motivated by money. That is something that they talk about. Again, they tell you that they want the money, but based on my experience, especially in the world of network marketing and, and direct sales, 87% of people in direct sales and network marketing are not primarily motivated by money. And in fact, it's not even in their top three motivations or values. You know, and I think back on this because I've had several network marketing businesses in, in my time. And one of the companies was really big into giving you trips, like mm -hmm. fancy trips, five-star trips. I am not a let's go travel the world and have a five-star resort experience girl. It's not right. my thing. Give me camping. Give me, you know, it's just not, my, I was not like try to motivate me. Oh, come on, Erica. You know, you could win this trip. I'm like, no, not my thing. Right. You so, got to know what what motivates yeah. people, right? And if if their motivation is, you know, if they say it's money, then find out cuz it's not money. Money is just a number on your on your phone screen when you look at your digital bank app, right? Money nowadays isn't even a piece of paper or a metal coin in your hand as much as it is a digital number that you can see right? It's, we, we don't hold money. So we don't value money. What we value is what it does for us. So for some people, it's going to be, well, I'd like to make more money because I want to help my kids get college educations when they get older. I want to make money so that I can go on family vacations every year and utilize my two weeks of vacation time that I'm going to get from the company and actually go somewhere enjoyable and do the vacation that I want without freaking out about money. What is the money going to do for them? What kind of peace of mind are they getting from it? And where are they where are they spending it? Where do they want to put it? Are they putting it are they putting it in retirement because they're planning for their future planners? Are they the people who like lavish things? So they want to make the money because they want 
the sports car. They want the boat. They want the ATV. They want the jet ski. They want the camper, the RV, whatever it may be, right? What is it that they're going to do with the money? What are they motivated? Because again, they're not motivated by money. They're motivated by what money is going to do for them. Fabulous. So, you know, I was thinking, um, I'm going to say this to the community. So Jenny and I both uh, share a common language and those of you listening on, in the cafe for the last two years do as well. Um, and that's the idea of saboteur. So mm. Jenny, I'm sort of thinking also, you know, it might be, I never even thought about it until we were just having this conversation. It might be a good question to ask someone when you're considering bringing them onto the team. Like if you were going to sabotage yourself, mm. how would you do it? Like that would be incredibly powerful. Wouldn't yeah. that be a fun one? I, because I'm sure you've seen self-sabotage happen. Oh, yeah. And here's the thing, it, you know, they may not even really know the answer to that initially. And I know that a really nowadays people, if they don't know the answer to something within 0.5 seconds, their first response is to go, well, I don't know. I don't know. And so as the person who's having that interview conversation, my favorite response, and I literally just got to use this with a client last week who gave me the answer of, I don't know. And so what I responded with was, if you did know, <laughs> what would the answer be? And it's amazing. 99% of the time they come up with an answer. There's something there they just aren't ready and willing to take the time or it's something that's kind of uncomfortable and they maybe don't want to think about it. But I think knowing that that sabotage question, that saboteur question is incredibly powerful because then again, you can then begin to predict as their employer or leader or manager, the areas in which they may struggle moving forward. And so seeing how you can put processes and systems and things into place, support into place so that they don't hit those saboteurs as hard <laughs> would probably be quite advantageous. You know, keeping your eyes open for when those saboteurs seem to be rearing their ugly little heads in protection of the your employee or, or subcontractor or team member, right? and helping them work through it, right? If you can have them relax, calm down, take things from a, a different perspective, you know, help them, help walk them through that, that saboteur, you're going to have a much more loyal team member because now you were probably the first person who didn't give up on them when they let that saboteur like, jump in and and take over who they are for a little while you know if if you're able to 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 see that coming because you ask the question during initial conversations they you, they're they're going to be loyal for life because you didn't give up on them that's really cool so i when we were putting the idea of this interview together without much talking. I know that you mentioned a gift that you'd like to give my community. Tell us a little bit about that because I know they're interested. Yes. So I have something called how to identify your next rock star team member, because one of the things after having been in the 
business world since 2010, as I'm as you mentioned in my bio, I've noticed that all rock stars in business have quite a few characteristics in common. And so the five that are the the most popular are included in this how to find your next rock star team member. So it's a really simple guide. It's called the guide to find your next rock star team member. Um, <laughs> and it's super easy to get to you just go to badassdirectsalesmastery.com forward slash rock dash star. Great. Well, we'll make sure we put that in the show notes for sure. Yes. Um, any Please other do. final tips about either, you know, hiring your team member or in your case now you've probably got a good little team around you about retaining them. Like what do you do to retain them? Oh, well, <laughs> recognition, um, mm. appreciation, gratitude. I mean, it's, it seems silly, but those, I, I, I was talking to somebody just a little while ago, I, I just a couple days ago, I think actually. And one of the things he said was in his last job, for the last two years that he did the job, he never once heard thank you. Oh my from gosh. Anyone in his department, not the leaders, not his, not his, not anyone around him, never once. All he was listening for, because he he had the realization that he didn't think he had heard it. So for two years, he listened specifically for thank you and never got it. Because here's the thing, I can say this from my own personal experience and from almost everybody I've ever talked to and and listener right now, I want you to think about this. Any job you've ever left, you didn't leave because of the job. You left because of the people, whether it was your boss, your coworkers, it was the people you left. In very few cases do people leave because of the job when they had the choice to leave. It was often because of the people. People, human beings will put up with a lot in a job if they love the people they're working with. I mean, look at how many teachers stay getting paid almost nothing, working 60 to 80 hours a week. And but look they what love, they've got to deal with now. I yeah. mean, and but they love their kids, their right. students, they love their fellow teachers. They are in many cases getting along with their administration and if they aren't they're going to go find a school where they do yeah you know it's interesting because it, that also speaks to the idea of love language right mm. and if words of appreciation are also your love language well then that's even more so that you've got to attend to that but thank you are just such powerful words yeah and the recognition for no matter how little or how big of an act, you know, of an action step that somebody takes, just that recognition that they did it is huge for a lot of people, even if words of affirmation aren't their top love language. Mm -hmm. The fact that you recognize that they did something that they feel seen is going to going to stick with them. But it is so easy to find out now what people's love languages are, because when you bring someone on, part of your onboarding should be to have them take the five love languages quiz. It's free. It's free. And they now break it down by whether you're wanting to know love languages based on relationship, work, friends, <laughs> because apparently people have different love languages depending on the type of relationship. So yeah. if it's 
a romantic partner, you may have different love languages than work. Right. My love languages apparently span, it's the same five love languages, no matter what, in the same order, <laughs> no matter what, because I'm a hugger. So physical touch is my my number you one, think? my favorite thing. Yep. Give me a hug and and tell me I'm awesome because words of affirmation is my second. Give me a hug and tell me I'm awesome and I'm your friend for life. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, I can't hug across the waves. I can just sort of do this. Right. But, um, I definitely want to give you tons of words of appreciation for today because I know you're busy. I know you are a rock star. I know you're out there rocking it in your business and your podcast. And to even have you take the time to come and spend time with us is really remarkable. So I thank you from the bottom of my heart. Oh, you are absolutely welcome. No, thank you. I'm so glad that I'm able to come and provide some value for your Entrepreneur Cafe listeners, because entrepreneurship can be extremely lonely. And to know that there are other people out there who get what we're going through is incredibly powerful to know that you're not alone. There are other entrepreneurs going through the same thing. So I love the service that you're providing with your podcast and and helping these people who often feel like they're solopreneurs and they're on their own and they don't have to be. I love that. Well, again, thank you so much for being here. Absolutely. Thank you. Welcome. Okay, wealthies. Always remember that success is in your nature and true wealth starts from the inside out. All of the information from today's show will be in the show notes, including the link to Jenny's free gift to you. Be well and take care and we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to the Entrepreneur's Cafe podcast. If you like the show, please rate, recommend and review us on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast or wherever you get your podcasts so we can spread the positivity and the love of entrepreneuring from the inside out. Until next time, my friends, listen to your big entrepreneurial heart. Follow your passion, take that inspired action, and be boldly and brilliantly you. You can get more valuable advice and inspiration from Erica's free Entrepreneur's Toolkit over at ericarosscoach.com forward slash toolkit.